Hey folks, PG here. I just wanted to share a preview of our Patreon-exclusive bonus after show, which is a slightly more chaotic and fun roundtable conversation. And we're frequently joined by our guest from the main episode. In fact, Rich Bragg joins us and he tells the most amazing story about competing in the Red Bull Mind Gamers, the first escape room world championship. While I can't share that story here, I can share this conversation about the inherent difficulties of trying to rank the top escape rooms in the world on the Terpica list. When I first started getting into the algorithm and actually how to do it, I fully expected that the idea of like taking these ranked lists of rooms and putting them all together, I thought that that was a solved problem and that there was one way to do it and I would just do it and and I'd be done. Turns out this is like an area of mathematical research and there's no correct answer and there's a million ways to do it. You mean in terms of like how to rank the games according to the data you've collected? Right. So the idea is the input to the ranking is basically each person gives me a ranked list of the games they've played, right? But everybody has a separate list of games that they've played that that contain different subsets of the overall games. And taking all of those sort of different disjoint lists that contain different lists of, of games and combining them into one ranking, there's not one way to do that. There's a million. Right, because yeah. not, it's not like everybody's played all 10 games and now we're all ranking 10 games that all of us have played. I've only played three of the games that are on there and yet I'm still ranking them. And so I'm ranking this one number one, but everyone else who's played 100 games has ranked that at number yeah. 100. So then how much influence does my vote have, right? <laughs> exactly. And, you know, you want to think about things like if only one or some small number of people have played a certain game and they all rank it at the top, should that be a strong enough signal to like rank that game at the top for everybody, even though only a few people have played it? Right. Um, like if it's in a country that just doesn't get a lot of tourists. It's really hard. Yeah. It even turns out that if everybody has played the same number of games, it's still not a solved problem because you could give different weights to like maybe you want rooms that rank number one to have more of a boost than rooms that rank number two. Like how you assign the values to the different rankings will affect the results. Is it better to have a game that has, you know, everybody ranks at number two versus another game where nine people rank at number one, but one person ranks at number 10? There's no correct answer there. Mm, oh, the, uh, I see. The weight to yeah. assign to things. <laughs> yeah. And this is why the Terpica board is sort of this interesting debate club, because <laughs> Rich will like throw into our Discord chat, here's the problem I'm dealing with right now. And then you have a whole bunch of very intelligent people who have very strong opinions are explaining why they're right and everyone sounds right i mean i can see that (laughs) does your vote carry more weight if you're more experienced you've seen more of what's out there so you're able to differentiate between the nuances of all the different rooms a little better so but yeah and then and then you start to get into well now this is elitist (laughs) and it's catering to the people who have the means to travel and then you have the different opinions, which is like, there are viable arguments to be made where you're like, well, this should be more egalitarian. This should be, you know, that there's a fairer way to do this. And then there is also this very viable perspective of, well, the people who have 
traveled more and have seen more have a better understanding of what's going on globally. And so their opinion might be more valuable, even if it is less fair. So like when I said that, like you can have the English language question that we talked about earlier, it, it is Anglo-centric. It is to a certain extent, it's fairly ethnocentric. You know, it is ignoring, it is outright ignoring a, a subset of games that are probably amazing. There are games in Spain. There are certainly games in China. And some of it is sort of like, well, the Chinese escape room scene has all of its own infrastructure. Do we need to even factor that in? Is it beneficial to us where there are probably more enthusiasts in China who are never going to play outside of China? Is it beneficial to us to even have them voting in this system? Or is it better for the system that is basically serving the rest of the world to not have them be a part of it. These are all like, these are, you can make a very compelling case on either side. And I promise you someone on the board has made the case. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and also the threshold, because you have to have, is it a 50 games or a hundred games to even vote? A hundred. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then it's like, what if you have somebody who just only plays locally because they, because they just cannot travel, but they have played everything in their city so they've seen a decent cross-section of at least what's in their city yeah well at least with voting you are only able to vote on games that are in the finals and you're only allowed to vote on games you've played so what happens in those cases is that they go through the process and they end up ranking like two or three games and they can rank those relative to each other in the whole scheme of things it's not going to have a huge impact because the fewer games you're able to compare the fewer effects you're having on the entire system And that's one of the reasons why we set it at 11, because at 50, vetting the applicants is just as hard. And yet they their their maximum input to the system is so low that it's almost not worth it. Yeah, I will say it is very satisfying. Every year I'm traveling more and more to play escape rooms. And every year when it's time to vote for the Terpicas and I'm checking off more and more games (laughs) that are on the list. And it is extremely satisfying because as david knows i'm i'm like a gotta catch them all kind of gal (laughs) oh i relate to that for sure (laughs) oh yeah yeah, you for sure (laughs) so anyway terpica really interesting complex beast and anytime you are looking at terpica as a user as a player as a voter anytime you're looking at terpica and you find yourself saying or thinking the words well this is dumb they should do it this way i promise you there is so much gray area they've already taken it under consideration <laughs> yeah i can promise you that not only has it been considered it has been beaten to death and me and dan agnor have probably gotten into a very polite fight about it <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the rest of the episode by becoming a patron today at patreon.com slash roomescapeartist and access our library of over 50 bonus aftershows.